Hello, and welcome to Liberate Your Soul, a podcast designed to quiet the inner imposter, awaken you to truths known within all of us, so that you can discover your purpose, heal heart wounds, and find where you fit in to feel whole and allow you to make positive, lasting impact on the world. I'm your host, Kelly Pierce, a certified business and personal coach. I help top performers find their authentic selves in order to come from a confident decision-making place. As a fellow seeker, I have found that liberating the soul enables anyone to transition from anxiety to acceptance. It is my hope to provide you with inspiration and tools to help you feel confident, joyful, and loved. To learn more or to connect with me, go to www.quantumhighways.com. Hello, and welcome back to Liberate Your Soul. I am here with a brilliant, brazen, driven, expressive guest. She's sometimes a little wild. We've got the lovely Chelsea Kenyon. She is a multi-passionate mom of four. She lives in sunny Southern California. She works as an expert Facebook marketer and a certified neuro coach. Her superpower is helping women transform their minds and businesses with her no-fluff trainings, mentorship, and coaching. I absolutely adore Chelsea. She rolls her eyes in the general direction of hype men and women who overpromise and underdeliver, and she strives to bring massive value to those who work with her. And let me tell you, from firsthand experience, she absolutely does. Chelsea wants everyone to win through taking action and putting in the work. Chelsea's also known for her unbridled honesty, ability to read between the lines, and for having an endless stream of unique ideas and a pile of projects that keep her busy for hours on end. Always ready with a provocative comeback and glass of expensive red wine. Let her into your world and your life and your business will never be the same. Chelsea, thank you so much for being with me here today. I am thrilled to be interviewing you. I am so excited to be here. I cannot wait to talk to you and spill all the tea and just have a great conversation. I'm really excited. Thanks. Yes, it's been so amazing. I just love your courses and have really enjoyed getting to know you over, I guess it's been a couple of years now. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And you're kind of known as a, a sales and marketing guru. Um, and, you know, guru. Yeah. I'm just like, okay, I'll take it. <laughs> if, you've, if you've done it for eight years, nine years, whatever, yeah. you know, you're, you're amazing at it. But from what I understand, you're getting into some pretty cool new territory. And I would love to chat with you a little bit about that. Oh, that sounds good. I would love that. Awesome. Awesome. So lately, uh, it's been released that you've been teaching about the human design. Yes. Yes, it has. (laughs) I've been doing marketing for so long and um, anything that I can bring to the table that will help people be better at marketing and better at sales, you know, I feel completely almost a moral obligation (laughs) to teach it and get it into people's hands, you know? 
there's the guru. See, I knew it. (laughs) (laughs) Coming out. Oh my gosh. That's so awesome. So what do you think um, human design, how does that tie into marketing and sales? Like what, what about it would be useful to somebody? And I guess moreover, let's back up a little bit. What is human design? Oh, great question. So human design is a combination of several different sort of spiritual modalities, as well as some scientific ones. So we've got um, astrology and the science of neutrinos. There is um, a lot having to do with the I Ching. Um, There's even a little bit of of the tree of life and, um, and then of course the chakra system, right. But it's now according to human design, it's nine centers we've upgraded, we've up-leveled from the seven to the nine. So it's a combination of all of these. And it was basically this guy, Alan Krakauer. He was, um, kind of like in the corporate life in Canada and he decided to sort of go on. I don't know if he'd call it a spiritual journey, but he just was kind of like, he just kind of like up and walked away and, and went to an island and or did some traveling and then ended up on an island and became a teacher there. And while he was there, he had a, an eight-day experience where he heard a voice and his voice was basically imparting the human design system to him. And he was even told some things through this voice that at the time uh, were not widely accepted, were not proven by science. And then later on, science went on to prove what he was trying to say. So um, there was definitely a lot of validation that came after this voice imparted this this system to him. Um, so what this is is you it's your birthday and your birth time, just like you would calculate for like astronomy or not astronomy astrology. So just like you would calculate for astrology to get your um, you know your sun sign. Like I'm Gemini. What are you, Kelly? Sagittarius. Sagittarius. Okay. So you you have to put your birth time in and they count, you know, the software calculates the planets and all the things. And so human design is very similar in that you put in your, your birth time and your birthplace, and then it calculates the planetary locations. Only the planetary locations mean something a little different within human design. They, the planetary locations actually activate gates and these gates can also meet with other gates and form channels. So there's just a lot more detail, um, in my opinion. Now, there you can get a lot of detail from astrology, but this takes things on like a whole different path, so to speak. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty much it in a nutshell. Uh, there's there's a lot to it. There's you know centers, channels, gates. There's the incarnation crosses. Um, there's over a thousand points of information on any one person's chart. So it can be, you can get really in depth, but I do like that with, you know, you can really dig deep and look into it, but at the end of the day, you just want to keep things really basic about your strategy and authority um, and working with your, your aura type. And you can really just keep it that simple as well. So you don't have to get into like all of the, you know, layers and levels and all the things, just, it's a lot like astrology where you can learn your sun sign. Mm-hmm. And you can totally go off of that. Like I'm Gemini and I could totally just live my life as a Gemini and that's fine. If I want to though, I can look at my rising sign. I can look at my moon. I can look at where Mars and Mercury, you know, were at the time of birth and where they are now. And like, you know, you can, you can layer it. in. so human design is much like that as well. Yeah. 
Yeah, I just recently, and I'm like in my early 40s, and I just had my astrology chart done. Uh-huh. Um, you know, somebody who's training to do it was like, hey, I want to do your chart. I'm like, cool, okay. Yeah. And all this cool stuff, but it sounds like with over a thousand points in the human design, it sounds like the Louvre of woo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in a lifetime. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it really is. And you know, it was so funny because when I first when I first um found out how kind of human design came about, I was like, what? I, really? I'm supposed to believe, uh, you know, like I just had a really hard time wrapping my head around that. And so now I'm just at the level of acceptance where it's like, okay logically, I see that this stuff works out. I see it play out with my clients. I see it play out with my family. It's legit. So I'm just going to mind my business when it comes to like where it came from. (laughs) I'm just not going to focus on that part because that seems a little like, you know, I personally have never had like a spiritual experience where I've had like a voice or some thing, you know what I mean? So it's hard for me to understand that or like, you know, accept that. So um, when it comes to uh, Alan Krakauer, who now is known as Ra Uruhu and has since passed, um, you know, it's just like whenever I tell that story, I'm always a little bit like, oh, my gosh, I'm sitting here telling this story. Like, oh, my goodness. It's really, it's really hard for me to like. Yeah, because I mean, I'm not a real um, I'm not like a real religious person. So when it comes to a lot of those kinds of stories, you know, of how these spiritual things come to us, I'm always a little bit you know, skeptical. I definitely have the skeptical, logical brain. You know what I mean? So if anybody's out there listening right now and they're like, okay, I'm out, you know, like really that's what happened. This is how we came to human design. This mystical voice came out of nowhere and spoke this with, you know, yeah, I get it. Okay. I get it. Let's just focus on the charts (laughs) and what the charts say. (laughs) And, um, and we'll just leave that to kind of like where it needs to be. Right. (laughs) I love that you said, though, that you watch it play out in your life, in your kids' lives. Mm-hmm. And I've only recently started getting into the um, the I Ching. And mm-hmm. that is so cool. Like, if anybody right. wants to do, like, like look into that, I'll pop that into the show notes down below. Um, yeah, and, the, and human design is almost more about the rave I Ching, which he kind of took the I Ching and then like kind of reimagined it for human design. I feel like after studying this for a while now, it's really more about that than it is about astrology. A lot of people really think it's like, Oh, just another way to look at it. Not even close, (laughs) not even close. The only, the only real things about astrology is just that, Hey, the planets are in a certain place when you were born. And that's pretty much where the similarities end. Mm -hmm. And then they move and they impact you and then you're just kind of stuck. But it sounds like harnessing this knowledge, you can kind of move through it and allow it to like allow yourself. Yeah. There's for me with human design, there's like this information that you get about who you are. You get the information about your destiny, how you can really live your life in in less resistance. Right. So you get kind of that information. I also really feel like, my chart is a little bit of my own personal, like, um, I don't know if Oracle is the right word, but like my own personal, uh, eaching really, because when I'm experiencing something, instead of going and looking up 
information outside of myself, I go and I look at my gates and I go and I look at, I I revisit it with context because everything that you're going to learn in your human design chart and, um, and even your Raven doll and whatever is all very abstract and without context, sometimes you're reading it and you're just like, well, this just is like a bunch of like, whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. But when you start putting it in context of your life, when you start putting it in context of your relationships and you start putting context to it, that's when it turns from just a chart into like this entire, um, map for your life. Yeah. And, and it's, it, it, it comes to life. It really comes to life when you start adding the context. And I think a lot of people sometimes miss the mark on realizing that you need context. You can't like, I could just go read, I could go read what gate 10 means. Okay, cool. Right. Like gate 10 unconscious. Yeah, I get it. It gives me a little bit, but if I'm having a hard time with something or I'm trying to figure out what my next move in, is in business and I look at gate 10 through the lens of what I'm going through, through that context, it takes on a whole other meaning whole other meaning. So yeah, so I'm glad you brought that up about the I Ching because I think that's important for people to understand that human design has is really at its core far more about the I Ching than it ever has been about astrology, in my opinion. It's, it sounds like it. And just to give a little, like I'm thinking it sounds like looking at a piece of yarn versus looking at the whole tapestry, right? Oh, for so sure. Really mm-hmm. looking at the beautiful thing that it weaves together and puts it all at the whole. And then is the tapestry hanging on the wall or is it being used to give you warmth? Like the context in which that tapestry is existing can add a whole other layer of information. I just got chills. That's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> like total truth. I'm so good. So good. So you and I talk a little bit about personality tests. Um, how how does it benefit a person to know their human design versus personality tests? Oh, such a great question. So personality tests, and this again, this is all my opinion, right? Mm-hmm. Um, lots of experience to back up my opinion, but nonetheless, it's my opinion. Personality tests are really great to give you a snapshot of who you're being right now, of who you are in the moment. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with personality tests. And I myself have learned so much about myself. And because when we're doing sales and marketing, we're working with somebody in that moment of who they're being in that moment. It's we're not in the sales and marketing. We're not trying to figure out where they're going and where they've been and all this other stuff. We just need to know who they are in that moment. So we know how to talk to them. Right. So if they're like, let's say, a red personality, then we know that they are going to need the facts up front. What's in it for them, right? If they're a yellow personality, we got to explain like how this is going to help them with uh, everybody around them, you know, just to give some examples, right? So that's all fine and well in sales and marketing, but there's this thing, thing called conditioning in human design. And what that is, is that you're born to be a certain way. You're born to act a certain way, you're born on basically on this trajectory guided by your magnetic monopole and it's pulling you, it's constantly pulling you towards something, right? So when we're born, we are already like in in, in the trajectory of where we need to go. But then our parents come in, right? And start, well, you can't do this and don't say this and blah, blah, blah. And then society comes in and then teachers come in and then our parents, our friends' parents come in, like all these people totally conditioning us right Mm -hmm. 
know, and some, I mean, we need it. Okay. Cause if we didn't, and we just, we're not, we're just allowed as children to just go do whatever the heck we want. Right. Like that's not great either. But the problem is, is we're being conditioned by people who really were never themselves to begin with. And they're just being conditioned upon conditioning. So a lot of times people will answer these questions on personality tests, according to their conditioning not really who they truly are meant to be. So I feel like human design really allows people to peel back the layers of conditioning. And once you've learned about human design and you get your chart, if you are willing to do what we call, you go into your experiment and that's what it's called, the human design experiment. And you decondition for seven years and deconditioning takes seven years, period. You can't rush it. I know there's the rock stars out there like, well, I'll do it in four, right? I'll do this. But no, it takes seven years. And with my background in neuroscience, I can tell you that like you can't rush rewiring your brain. You can't. There's a few things that could potentially happen that will cause a very traumatic experience can cause a very quick rewiring. But, you know, as far as just day to day, um, that takes a lot of time. So you can't rush the deconditioning process. So that's like personality tests. They're good for that surface level for that immediate, like, where are we at right now? But they leave so much lacking because they don't take into consideration that probably the way you're answering is your conditioned way. Mm -hmm. And it's not really going to give you like who you were, what natural gifts you brought here, and then where are you going? What's your destiny? It kind of leaves all of that out. So it doesn't really give the complete whole picture. That is so profound. I mean, Chelsea, as usual, you take something that is so <laughs> complex and you just break it down and explain it in such a way that we can understand it. So thank you. <laughs> um, and it's true. Like I've studied the Enneagram for almost 10 years now. And it is, it's based on the superego message and what we believe is going to get our needs met when we're children and we take on these behaviors so that we have our instinctual needs met and so that we're able to get along based on what is happening around us. So that's fantastic. Great, great explanation. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so as you're teaching human design um, in your phenomenal way, as usual, um, <laughs> thank you so much. Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you. What What do you think is missing? Because I know you've you've learned it and you've done your study, you've done your research. What do you think is missing in how other people that you've seen teach it? How do you think is missing mm -hmm. the way that they yeah. teach it versus others? So, when I first started out trying to figure out um, what all this was, right? Because there's a lot of layers to it. Like I said, there's like all these different modalities, um, astrology and the I Ching. And, and then you have um, different charts. So you have like this body graph and then you have a mandala, which is like a round thing that looks almost like an ast astrological chart. It's got your body graph in the middle and all these sun rays and all these, so much information, so much information. So I was very quickly overwhelmed and there wasn't any singular resource that was available that I could go to and be like, just teach it to me, like from the beginning and just layer it on like a sandwich or like a cake or, you know, like 
step by step, there was nothing. And so I was left bouncing around and like, I, I was having such a limited understanding because, um, the thing is, is people, the other thing, let me throw this in there too. A lot of people are teaching human design from the perspective of interpretation, which is what we're supposed to do, right? Like this is the way I tell people, cause they go, well, you know, once I learned human design, do I need to get a chart reading? Yeah. You still need to get chart readings and you need to get them from multiple sources. Just like if you are, I'm not really a religious person anymore, but I used to go to church, right? And when you go to church, you listen to your preacher or pastor or whatever they want to call them or priest or whatever person who's interpreting the Bible mm-hmm. or the scriptures, right? You listen to their interpretation of it. You're not supposed to take that interpretation as whatever. It's a man in making interpretation. So you also got to study it on your own and you need to go and you need to get, you need to hear that same, if you hear that same verse preached on or whatever um, by five different pastors, you're going to get five different interpretations because as humans, we're going to pull from it within the context thing, which is what I was speaking about earlier. So, um, so what I found is that everybody's out there teaching interpretation. They're teaching their idea of what human design is. And they're, they're talking about, Oh, well, this gate means this and this center means this, which is all fine and well and needed. But how did that center get there? What, (laughs) What made that gate light up? Why is this planet symbol here? What does this dot mean? Like nobody was teaching that. And I was getting so frustrated because I'm like, oh my gosh. And you could kind of find bits and pieces, but some of it was written by people who I think are just, they're they're into human design, but they don't really, they're not really teachers or they don't really have the, um, the, I don't want to say like the knowledge, but they're, you know, they're just kind of doing it more like a hobby. And so it's bits and pieces. And I was just extracting and extracting and extracting. And I'm like, ah, like, why can't I find anything? And even the books, I bought book upon book upon book by people who studied with Ra himself. And I thought, surely I will find it. I got more confused and I'm like, oh my gosh, what is happening? So, um, so that's the big problem I think out there in human design is that, you know, people are giving the little bits and pieces because, you know, they're there to do chart readings. They're not really there to teach the whole system on a whole. And, um, and like I said, even in the books, there's missing pieces in every single book. Like this book will cover like, like 80% of it, but leaves out 20%. This other book might cover the 20%, but is missing 20. So by the time I had kind of had read all these books, I was starting to get a gist of it. And that's when like my brain started clicking and going, Oh, Oh, I see how this is all connected now, right? So I ended up making a whole course on just the mechanics of it. Just like, I'm not teaching you how to interpret the information. I'm telling you why it's here. Where did these lines come from? How do they correlate? How did the planetary movement make this line here and, you know, this line there? Um, So that, you know, I I basically, I filled in that gap. I really did feel like that was a huge gap out there. The teachings are great. I mean, I wouldn't be where, you know, I wouldn't have the information that I have now if I hadn't had access to these books and these blogs and everything like that. But everybody's teaching just little bits and pieces and they're not teaching the whole, right? They're not teaching the whole entire thing step-by-step. There are a couple courses out there that I did not take that, um, you know, when I'm looking at what they teach, they do teach 
on the things that I teach in my course. Um, but you know, Kelly, I'm to the point, no fluff. I ain't going to mess around. I'm not going to sit there in my courses and talk to you for an hour about my opinions on this, that, or the other, right? I'm to the point. I'm like, boom, 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 boom. So I'm looking at some of these larger courses who are taught by amazing people who have been doing human design much longer than I have. So I appreciate that they're putting that information out there. The issue that I was having is that some of these courses, if you look at all the things that I had included in my course and decoded, they have like, it's set almost in chunks. Like you're going to learn this, these four things here, and then you're going to learn these six things and you're going to learn these four things and so on and so forth. And so each one they've got as a separate course. So you're still not getting it all in one place. And these courses are, you know, anywhere from five to $1,500 and they go, Oh, 30 hours of content, 20 hours of this. And they give you a whole sample hour. And I watched the hour and I was like, I could not sit through 30 hours of this person just like no get to the point like I want the point I don't want to hear all the millions of stories and this and that and blah 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 that's certainly great but not for another time right like I want to know the structure I want to know the backbone I want to know how Ching ties into this how the astro- astrological science tie into this the planetary positions I want to know the structure and the the you know, how it all works together. Cause how am I supposed to do a chart reading? How am I supposed to like bring this out to the masses if I don't even understand how it works? Yeah. And that's the other thing I see so many people out there teaching human design and yeah, they understand how the types work. They understand how the centers work. They understand the basics and that's fine. But if I sit there and I say, in fact, one of, um, one of my marketing students, she has been studying human design. She went into it kind of around the same time I did. But she studied with people who've been teaching those basic things. And she came to me and she says, I don't, you know, I've been kind of studying at the same amount as you and I've been deep diving. Oh, I've been deep diving. So I don't think I, I really need that course, do I? And I said, well, let me ask you a couple questions. And I said, um, can you explain to me the difference uh, or like um, how harmony, resonance and dissonance come into play in the channels? And she was all, um, no. And I'm like, okay, do you understand what this means? Like I was asking her all these questions and she was like, no, no. And I'm like, there you go. That's why I made this course because it's stuff that nobody else is talking about. And once you understand all these things and how they piece it together, your mind just absolutely gets blown because then you can put the context to it, right? Then you can put the context to it because even the Ravi Ching how Raw wrote it, um, and he's the founder of human design, how he wrote it, it's abstract. And, and so you, you have to have the context um, in order to truly understand it. So he goes, okay, here's, here's the hexagram. And, you know, your planet activates this hexagram, right? But the thing is, is the hexagram is actually, and you have studied the I Ching, so you know this, the hexagram is six different lines, and each one of those lines has a specific role within the structure of the hexagram, right? And so most human design people have no clue about this whole other thing. And I'm like, once you understand these intricate details, it takes your human design knowledge to like a whole other level. Mm-hmm. So that's what I think is missing. Clear, concise, nuts and bolts, human design teaching. People are teaching the interpretation part, 
which is great and needed. And I think some people are out there teaching the nuts and bolts, but in 30, 40, 50 hour courses, <laughs> you know, where they're doing a lot of chit chatting and this and that and yada, yada, and still missing pieces, right? Yeah. So anyway, so that's kind of what I feel like is, is missing right now out there in modern human design teaching. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, the mechanics are absolutely necessary for pretty much anything that you want to do well, right? Like exactly. you don't yeah. want to go to your car mechanic and have him talking about Susie Q's fluffy special story, like with her right. car. You just want him to know how to fix your car yeah. <laughs> and yeah. do it well. And, and like you're doing the I Ching as well. Like you understand that like, unless you understand how the I Ching actually works, you can't just go pick up the I Ching and be like, oh, I'm just going to read it. Like, you will be so lost. Oh, you will be like, what even is this nonsense? I cannot even believe that this is like something people actually use to make decisions, right? Because it's so like, but then once you understand, you know, like, you know, especially if you actually do like casting the hexagrams with the Yarrow stocks or the gold coins or whatever, and you actually start practicing it, um, and then you realize like, oh, the, it's the relationship between the lines that makes all the freaking difference in the world. Yeah. And so that's the point of studying, you know, the people are missing out this whole part about the relationships of the lines. And Ron even said at one point, like, once you understand the relationships between the lines, it just takes everything to the whole next level. So people are looking at pieces of human design, but they're missing the big picture. And so therefore they're missing out on so much goodness just like if they pick up the I Ching for you know to like do a quick little reading and they don't you know even if they cast the coins and they understand how to cast the coins and cast the arrow stops right even if you do that and you look it up if you don't understand you know the lines and how they all work and the yin and the yang too oh I forgot the yin and the yang you know, the broken line, the solid line, and then the resonance and the harmony and all like, oh, there's so many relationships between these lines. And if you miss out on that, you're missing like half the story. And these people are, they know the first two chapters of the book. And so they're like, yeah, these two chapters are great. I'm going to teach the two chapters. I'm like, yeah, but you're missing chapters four, five, six, seven, eight. You're missing all this other stuff. And it's, it's so crazy to me. So I feel really passionate about trying to get this information out there. Like, Hey, you guys, there's more, like you guys love human design so much. And there's so much more beyond just the centers and the types and the strategy and the authority, which is what most people focus on which is really important. Don't get me wrong. That's the, the foundation, right? Oh, yeah. But there's so much more that can be discovered through human design. Well, and it's kind of like to liken it to astrology, the authority and correct me if I'm wrong, but that's like, that would be, you know, like you said, you're a Gemini, I'm a Sagittarius, but then you have like the moon and the sun and the trines and all the other things that would be the thousand other points of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's definitely a lot more to the story. A lot, lot more. That's amazing. So we started off with jumping way in the pool about how people can use it in their sales and marketing and in their daily life. And I am so curious, like, how do you use it in your business and your life? Like, Talk to me. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. So with human design, it's really about 
understanding your design in such a way that you can move through life with less resistance. Um, a lot of people will liken this to being in, a, in flow or people will call it alignment, right? So when you're in alignment and you're in flow, you're going and you're just moving through life without, you know, all these things hindering you. So um, studying your human design chart gives you sort of that roadmap to less resistance through your strategy and your authority. Um, it also helps you understand how to interact with the world around you. So we know in marketing and sales, you know, we understand at the core of it, it's really about providing solutions to people's problems, right? Like that's the core of marketing and sales. We can layer on all kinds of other stuff. And we, of course, change things because um, that's how marketing is. It's just, it evolves so fast, right? You're boring. If you catch on and then we got to go, okay, now we're going to change it. Now we're going to do this, right? Yeah. Um, so that's how marketing and sales is. So with human design, it brings in this additional spin of how we can be more magnetic, how we can present information to, to in such a way that is aligned with who we are so that people actually receive the information. So um, there's five different aura types. Actually, there's four different aura types in human design. There's a subtype manifesting generator. So sometimes people will say there's five types. Sometimes people will say there's four, but technically there's four with a subtype. So each of these types has a different aura and the aura interacts with another aura differently, right? Like um, if I come into, I'm a man, I'm a manifester. So I have a very dense and repelling aura. So depending on somebody else's aura, they may experience my aura as prickly. Ooh, I don't want none of that. Or they might be like, Ooh, now I'm intrigued. This is a different aura. Okay. What's going on here. And I have that effect. Absolutely. When I walk in a room, I instantly know that half the room has already written me off and half the room is like, Ooh, what's this about? Right. I've been like that my whole life. And you know, that's another cool thing. Just a side note. I didn't understand why people were so put off by me. I've had best friends who were generators and generators have these big, beautiful, welcoming auras. And so people just meshed with them right off the bat. But for some reason, I just always felt like, um, you know, I walk into a room and sometimes people just hate me without even knowing it. They just, nope, nothing to do with her. And so growing up, that was really hard. And, um, so human design has helped me understand myself and like, oh, it just answered so many questions. Like, God, no wonder people were put off by me. My aura is like a freaking wrecking ball, right? It's like a wrecking ball. And some people are like, uh-uh, immediately. So now knowing this in marketing and sales, um, I can use this to my advantage because I, I as, a, as a manifester, we make up 9% of the population. So we're definitely on the rarer side. But I know being a manifester, I'm here to make impact. I'm not here to be nice. I'm not here to, um, to rub people the right way. I'm here to put my message out there and like, cool, get on it with me if you want. If not, cool. I'm okay with that. And so in marketing and sales, it really has helped me be more secure in my big vision and being able to say like, no, this is how it is, right? Now, not everybody can do what I do. Not everybody is a manifester. So that's where human design really comes into play. 
Because now if I know, like, let's say I know you're a projector, right? I can, I'm going to teach you a whole different way. I'm not going to teach you what the hell I do because that will not work, right? And I have the luxury of having a lot of people in my house. Um, my boyfriend's a projector. My son's a projector. My daughter is a manifesting generator. My other son's a manifester. And then my other daughter's a generator. So I've got them all here. <laughs> I've got them all so I get to see the interaction. Um, but when... You know, that's another thing in, in marketing and sales and stuff. So a lot of times people will teach you what works for them, right? Which is great, but that's not necessarily going to work for other people. And so being able to kind of layer in human design to marketing and sales, I'm like, oh, no, you shouldn't be out there screaming your message from the rooftops, right? You're a projector. You need to do it this way, right? You're a generator. You need to do it this way. And hey, if you're a manifester, absolutely do it my way. I will teach you my way because that's what's going to work for you too, right? Mm -hmm. so, um, so I would say that like human design is really about understanding who you are and becoming magnetic. It's not necessarily about understanding what the other person's sign is for a couple of reasons. And, you know, again, this is my opinion. This is where I'm at with the whole thing. Um, because first of all, people need to know their time of birth. So it's very unlikely that I'm going to meet you right off the bat and be able to tell what your what your human design is. You'll Very unlikely. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, you want to buy my mascara? Well, give me your birth time real quick. And what was that location again? Like, right? Like, it's just not going to work. Not awkward this at is, all. This is where the personality tests shine. This is, it's like, that's where they shine is being able to give that snapshot. Because especially if you've been in Enneagram for 10 years, I've dipped my toe in that pool, but I'm certainly no expert in it. Um, but I'm sure with the Enneagram, you probably can get the gist of somebody right off the bat, right? Like, what am I? You're probably an eight. Yes, I'm an yep. eight with a wing of seven. Yep. Sometimes when I'm having a really good day, I'll test as a seven. I would have said you're a seven, but after today, I know yeah. you're an eight with the seven wing. I'm a seven, eight. Yeah, exactly. So you know, right? So you know what to how to speak to me, especially if you were to enter into a sales conversation, even if we had just met. Yep. So that's where the personality tests really shine in sales and marketing is you can speak to somebody with the information that is going to benefit them or they're conditioned them. Um, and human design is a lot more nuanced. So you can't, so, so with human design, it's really important to work your design and then let the chips fall where they may. Mm -hmm. Right now I know a lot about personality stuff. So I'm going to use my design. And then when I'm talking to somebody, I'm going to speak to them and maybe what that, what I believe their color to be, because I'm real big on the color personalities for me. That's the, that's what I got started. And I've been in that one for like you, like 10 years, the color personalities. So I can tell a color personality pretty quickly. So I'm going to nuance my conversation by speaking to them according to what color I think they are, but I'm still going to be 100% me as a manifester and be very direct to the point. I'm going to tell you how it is. And that's just the way it's going to go. So I think human design is really about who you are being in marketing and sales, not so much about catering your message to who you think other people are. Um, well, and I think also, let's I'm sorry, go ahead. It's about less resistance, right? Because if you're in flow, yes. you're in alignment. If I am in flow and I'm delivering my message according to my strategy and my aura type, then people are going to receive that message the way that they're supposed to. Mm -hmm. um, and the funny thing is, is that 
manifestors, you know, and this is said like way back in the days of like rulers and kings and stuff. There wasn't even really projectors back in those days. And we were the leaders. We were absolutely the ones ruling the countries, calling the shots, get out my way, get out of my way. I'm doing things right. So we don't really fit into today's society because we don't really have like rulers anymore. Right. But that still remains in society. So, so many people in this world are brought up to be manifestors. Nike, just do it. Just freaking go out there and do it. Guess what? Like 89, no, sorry, 90% of the population should not just go do it. But yet that's what everybody's taught. And you're taught, go with your gut, make the decision, right? No, that's wrong for like 60 I, I, I can't do the math off the top of my head, but for a whole lot of people, that's way wrong. It's just wrong. So it's just, you know, something to, um, to just think about, you know, like everybody's being taught wrong. They're being taught in the wrong way for them. And so they go out there, you have a projector trying to go out there and giving their powerful message and telling people go buy my thing. And guess what? It's going to fall flat. That projector now feels like doo-doo caca and feels like, Oh, nothing's working. No, hun. It's just because you're delivering your message wrong. You're not in your strategy. Now, if you, if you came out with your particular aura and you, and you presented your message the way that you're supposed to present it, then boom, everybody's going to be like, Oh, what are you saying? Oh, what is this about? Mm -hmm. Everybody's out there trying to be a manifester. Everybody's trying to do the manifester gig, right? And I'm like, dude, I got it covered, okay? And plus, trust me, the manifester life, it's not as easy as it looks. Yeah, we go out there, we tell people what to do, and we tell people the things, and we're like, you know, I could go in my group and be like, buy my crap, and people will buy it. It can be that easy for me, but I turn off a lot of people. I have a very repelling aura, and I my aura simply will not, will not um, act in with other people's auras, so... I always feel very secluded and very, it's like being a manifester is a very lonely existence. Again, I'm glad I know this stuff because now I have a deeper understanding and it's not so lonely anymore. Cause I'm like, Oh, I know why I feel this way now. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's a very, um, because my, my aura is not meant to interact with other auras. It's not. So I naturally just being born this way, I've never been able to interact with other humans the way that generators can and generators make up, of the population. So everybody's out there interacting. These generators are all doing their thing and like warm and fuzzies and, oh, we're all going to be friends and we're all going to do this, blah, blah, blah. And then here comes, you know, bulldozer manifester and ruins the whole thing. And I'm like, why can't can't I be in the warm and fuzzy mix? Why can't I be in that? But I'm just, it's not meant for me, right? Um, Not to say that I am not loved or that I don't feel love or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? It's not like I'm completely cut off from humanity, but it's, it's, um, it's not my natural state of being. It's not what I was put on the planet here to do. Right. And so that's kind of, you know, the manifester vibe, but then you have the generator vibe that is all about like their auras just mix and everything's glorious. And, you know, not to say that it's all perfect generators never fight or have anything wrong, but they get to experience each other's auras. Their auras are very blendable. So, um, so, but they also, you know, generators can't just go out and talk like a manifester and go make things happen. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like, we all have to realize our place and understand how we can best utilize what the natural things that we were given, as well as, you know, the, the gifts that we've brought from, you know, possibly past energies, past lives, if you're into that sort of thing.
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you, you brought up a good point. There's a lot of people who do have to give a lot of thought to things and consider them and yes. mull them over and, you know, look at the options and, and consider it. Right. And I'm sure that plays into the color personalities and the other personalities, but it's just, it's the way society is. They don't, you know, people, they, they say, I want to sleep on it. Right. They're not just going to go out there and just be like, well, see that's here's the thing. Okay. Here's the thing with that. In human design, you're given, everybody has their own authority. Mm-hmm. And the authority is how they're supposed to make decisions. And it's so funny because society conditions us to, to be like, you know, maybe we have society telling us, just go do it. Just make the decision. Just jump. And the universe will figure it out on the way, right? And then you have mom going, you know, I think you should really sleep on it. Don't make any rash decisions, you know? Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is some people are actually built to make absolute split decisions. Yeah. Um, you know, if you have a sacral authority, you are meant to make pretty quick decisions um, based on like yes or no questions. If you have your splenic authority, you're also built to make very, very quick decisions. It's the solar plexus. That's the one that you got to wait a minute, right? Like you just got to hold your horses. That's you're the person that needs to sleep on it. So I found that very interesting because I'm actually an emotional authority. And so I'm meant to take my time. And it's interesting because as a manifester, you know, I feel that urge, like I'm going to go do something, right? So I can go out there and I can do something. But when it comes to making personal decisions, I'm the one that needs to sleep on it. But I've been living my whole life feeling like, oh, I got to make that. I got to make that decision, right? So unfortunately, I have a trail of decisions behind me that I wish I would not have made. You know, but society told me that I, that I should just do it. should just jump in and go, just make the decision. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, yeah. And, and the thing is, is some, that some people that should be making, I, let me not say should, that could potentially be making, or their design shows them that they, they could make these spontaneous decisions are usually the ones trying to sleep on it. And the ones that should be sleeping on it are the ones out there trying to make the rash decisions. Like we've got it all backwards, the conditioning. It's all in the conditioning. It's, it's, yeah, we've got to decondition guys. We've got to do it. Wow. Wow. I think, and I haven't had mine officially verified. I think I plugged it into one of those, you know, chintzy little sites, but I think. Yeah, no, send it over to me. I'll put it in my software and send you over. I all think the, I'm all the good authority and I do, I make really good fast decisions. Like mm-hmm. I was, and my husband, it drives him bonkers. He's like, how can you do that? I'm like, because I'm right. Like, that's just how it happens. Yeah. And if you're a sacral authority, you're going to do really well with yes or no questions. So when you're trying to figure something out, instead of going, instead of saying something like, um, you know, where do I want to go for dinner tonight? That's not a yes or no question. That's going to leave you here. I don't know. What? I don't know. But if I said, do you want Mexican food right now? Mm-hmm. you're going to know immediately. Oh, actually that does sound good. Or no, not really. Okay. Do you want Italian food? Yeah. You know, like one, one subject questions and then your sacral is going to give you that guidance. Right. Yep. So yeah, there's very specific ways that are, that we are built mechanically through human design um, that teach us how to make the right decisions for ourselves. Yeah. I love that. But yeah, I love that makes so much sense. Cause yeah, I definitely, I'm super good with yes or no. I'm like, nope, nope. Mm-hmm. nope yep. Yeah. And he's like, how do you do that? Like, <laughs> It just is. It's so fun. Yeah. He's probably, he's probably an emotional um, authority because yeah, the emotional authorities, 
Like we don't get those pings at all. We're riding blind. And so that's why we have to take the time. We have to take the time so that we can experience that decision with our emotional ups and downs and kind of like feel it out. We need that time to feel it out. So when people start making these, we're like, how'd they do that? <laughs> right? How'd they do that? My son, he's a, he's a self-projected projector. So he needs to talk things out in order to make a decision. So I should never expect him to make a decision like that. I shouldn't expect him to make a decision by thinking about it. He needs to speak it out in order to make help make the decision. So I have to ask him a question and then encourage him to, to talk it out with me so yeah. that he can come to some sort of conclusion. And it's so funny because you can see him come to the conclusion as he's talking. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's what I want to do. And I'm like, yeah, you just needed to, to say it out. Like he, he could think about it for weeks and never come to a a conclusion. He needs to speak it out. Yeah. So once people understand how they're meant to make decisions, they can shift very quickly into making really great decisions for them. And then what happens? We have less resistance. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds so amazing. Well, your children and your boyfriend must just be so thankful that you no they're annoyed by it they're completely annoyed by it (laughs) they are well here comes mom again oh what is it this time mom like yeah no they um they I think my well my oldest is really into it my oldest she's 20 and she is definitely like totally open to it but my younger ones you know they're middle schoolers yeah I guess yeah yeah, they they don't they don't want nothing they're just like whatever and then my boyfriend he um We've been together eight years, so he might as well be my husband. But, <laughs> but in any case, um, you know, he's very much rejecting of all of those things because he's like, we're all just a little bit of everything, and that's all it ever is. And like, he doesn't really understand. Like, even with the color personalities, and like, I got really into like uh, Myers Briggs for a while, so studying Carl Carl Young and all of that. And um, and he, yeah, he's a full rejector. Like he does not buy into any of it. He's like, no, no, no. And I'm like, and it's funny though, because I give him, he has his own like business thing. He does crypto. And so he'll come to me because he knows I'm like the marketing person. So he'll be like, oh, how should I go about writing this? Or how should I make this post? And I know he's a projector. So I give him the advice that I need to give him as a projector. You know what I mean? So he doesn't realize that I'm helping him get less resistance, but you know, so I sneak it in. It's like I'm sneaking the vegetables into the into the lasagna, right? <laughs> I just love it. I know that you're supporting them, and they don't even know it. And in retrospect, they're just they're gonna love it. They're they're gonna be like, man. Yeah. Well, I think I think when they get a little bit more, you know, mature, older, I think then they'll start to to understand, like, oh, and start to see it in other people and around them. Um, yeah, it'll it'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Well, Chelsea, how can people get in touch with you if they want to take the human design course or work with you? What would be the best way for people to get in touch with you? So, um, gosh, I'm literally everywhere by my name. So you can be on like Instagram, Facebook, whatever. So you can follow me on like all the major social platforms. Um, again, just, it's always at Chelsea Kenyon. Okay. And then, you know, if you want to check out my work or work with me, maybe get a reading. If, I, if I'm doing them at the time, I don't know how much longer I'll continue to do readings because I'm really loving teaching, um, teaching it in a different way. Um, and that you can just find on my website, chelseakenyoncom slash human design. And that's where everything will be sort of located. And then they can go from there. 
So they can go there and they can get some free information. They can get their chart. They can read about my courses and master classes and all of that. And if you're interested in what I was talking about earlier, that particular course is called Decoded because it's all about decoding and deciphering the body graph so that you can look at a body graph and instantly know. When you get body graph, uh, your body graph or mandala off of software, it comes with cliff notes, right? It'll tell you your type, your authority, your strategy. Um, sometimes it'll tell you your incarnation cross. Sometimes it'll tell you your variables. Like it'll give you some cliff notes, right? But when you're done with my course, you'll be able to look at any body graph or any mandala and do a reading directly off of that. You don't need the cliff notes anymore. And you're going to understand it on a level that most people don't. Um, and it's all about the mechanics. So I don't go into interpretation too much in that course, a little bit, but not too much. It's not about me teaching you how to um, interpret an open head and telling you what the open head center is, what it does, what it's not self-themist, how it got to be open, right? I'm telling you that kind of information. And that one is decoded. And, um, and that one I might end up turning into a certification course. <laughs> so that might be there too. It'll awesome. just go to com slash human design. It'll all be there. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Love it. And as always, we'll put all those links down in the show notes. Um, you're just amazing. I love everything you oh, do. You. And I thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for having me. I'm, this is so much fun. I can't wait to tell all the people to go listen to it because that's what I'm going to do. I'm a manifester, so I'm going to go tell people what to do. <laughs> <laughs> Fabulous. Well, everyone we to listen in, and um, and then they get to and then they get to meet you as well. Yeah. And I definitely think you're a generator. So, but send me over your send me over your uh, your birth time and stuff, and we'll get that information over. I will. Thank you so much, Chelsea. All right. My pleasure. That is a wrap, everybody. So go rush over there, get this course, get your hands on it. And if there is time, get a reading with Chelsea. She is amazing. And you heard it. She's going to tell you what to do. I'm going to tell you what to do. It's true. Fantastic. Thanks again, Kelly. It's been great. My pleasure. My pleasure. We'll talk to you all later. Until next time, take care.